Welcome to another exciting edition of The Thought Police, the fast-growing podcast that I do with Kevin O'Sullivan. I'm Mike Graham. Kevin, very good afternoon to you. Hello, Mike. Welcome back. Uh, another busy old week. Um, there's no shortage of stories to talk about, but uh, should we kick off for a change with the football? Kick because, off with uh, Harry Maguire. With yes. Harry Maguire, who kicked off in Mykonos. Now, I didn't know, basically, until I was talking to, uh, funnily enough, Will Geddes about this the other day, that Mykonos had become this kind of magnet for the celebs. It's the, the new it's, Ibiza. It's the new Ibiza. Yeah. I didn't know that. They've especially gone there this year because Spain is surrounded by threats of quarantine yeah, yeah. and Greece less so. Right. So they're all head to, heading to Mykonos and this, of course, suits the average flash footballer down to the ground. Yeah. Harry and his mates were able to spend 65,000 quid. How do you do that? I mean, no, I mean, you and I have spent up, some yeah. money in our time on the drinking uh, circuit, but I think 65 grand yeah. in five hours, I mean, that takes some you doing. See, this it? is the thing about Harry Maguire. He had this image as the quiet, gentle giant of football, nice guy, wouldn't say boo to a goose. OK, I'm sure he is like that, but clearly when he gets a few drinks in him, he's not. Right. Uh, this appeal against him being found convi- uh, guilty of all these offences, right. violently attacking coppers and trying to bribe them. Trying to the, bribe them is actually, for me, the much bigger crime, yeah, really, because, yeah. I mean, the idea that you... Although, funnily enough, I've heard Julie Hartley Brewer this yeah. morning say, which I thought was slightly unwise uh, on the radio, that basically she knew people who had got into trouble in Greece and the way out of it is to pay the coppers off. Well, Harry found out it's really <laughs> not a good <laughs> policy. really not a good I idea. I mean, what, what it was, uh, it was... A classic action by a moron footballer. Yeah. A really, really stupid thing right. to do after he behaved stupidly in a right. series of To bars. make everything much worse. You know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He was clearly pissed, uh, and you do stupid things when you're pissed. Uh, I think that the appeal against these convictions is very unwise. Yeah. It's presumably to allow Man United to say, well, we don't accept he's guilty. Right. We, we're fighting well, for his Well, there innocence. was a very bizarre moment, and I'm not sure exactly what the sequence of events was because I was out quite late yesterday afternoon. I got home about six. I was watching yeah. the news, and I saw Gareth Southgate being, um, you know, doing a press conference, basically saying at that point he was yeah. still in the team. Yeah. Um, and he said, basically, you know, uh, the version of events that I've been told by Harry is not the one that you're reading. Yeah, so exactly. which I'm going, well, that's all very well, but he's been arrested, um, he's been charged, he's been found guilty. Yeah, yeah look. So, he, what he, version of events are you going with? Exactly. Well, it was, it was when he'd been charged, it was before he'd been to, yeah. to court, and that's when Gareth picked him. Right. Gareth uh, Southgate, allegedly the wise man of football, oh, yeah. you don't listen to a football say, oh, well, you see, I uh, wasn't set drunk. Up. They started it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, my my, you know, my sister you, was stabbed. Yeah, what happened yeah, to that story? By, by mysterious what happened Albanians. To what happened to that bit of the story? Yeah. Well, the Albanians seem to dematerialise. Yeah. The stabbing still remains shrouded in mystery. I mean, is there any pictures football, of her a, being stabbed? No. When a footballer gets pissed in a bar and has a fight, right. the best thing to do is say... He got pissed and had a fight. Yeah, exactly. Don't stupidly, as England manager, say, I'm going to select him because I'm satisfied with his story. Yeah. It was a stupid saga for uh, Gareth Southgate. Embarrassing yeah. for England. Embarrassing for Harry Maguire. My favourite thing was, though, his lawyers who were mounting this uh, unwise appeal. Uh, uh, one of them said this morning, uh, they, they, they were accused as they kicked the hell out of these Greek coppers of shouting, fuck Greece. <laughs> So one of, Harry, one of Harry's lawyers said they would never say fuck Greece. 
They love ancient Greek culture. <laughs> My fucking ass, they do. They've just been do. up to the Acropolis. Yeah, yeah that's why they spent yeah. 65 grand getting well, pissed. to be honest, lobsters. that was the name of one of the bars, probably, that yeah. they were in the Acropolis. Yeah, it's but, I mean, just another thug footballer. But, I mean, I suppose for these lawyers in, in Mykonos, they've absolutely hit pay dirt, because yeah. they'll probably be charging this guy about 500 quid an hour. Yeah. They haven't got a case like that for years, mm. right? So they'll be milking it for as long as they possibly can. Well, Harry started off, Harry and his mates, his charged mates started off with local lawyers mm. on uh, Mykonos. Yeah. Then they went to Syros and Man United hired them these two hotshot, very expensive well, flown Athenian in from Athens lawyers or something, flown yeah. in from Athens. Uh, that was a waste of money, wasn't it? Well, it certainly was. <laughs> but this is the trouble, right? I, we did Plank of the Week yesterday and I was going to nominate him, but then I thought I might be doing a bit of an injustice because we didn't yet know at that point whether he was going to be found guilty, right? But I said even at that, the fact that he was even in that situation mm. proves him to be a complete and utter yeah, idiot. absolutely. Because, you know, as Will Geddes said to me, he said, you know, and he does bodyguard duties for all sorts yeah, of celebs, yeah. rock stars, yeah, pop yeah. stars, footballers. He said, you know, he would have had no business being in any bar at all without some kind of protection. Personal bodyguards, guys that would have kept all sort of problems away if there was a problem. Because, I mean, let's face it, if you're the captain of Man United and you're in a bar in a place where lots of British holidaymakers go, yeah. you are going to be a magnet for trouble. Of course you are. Of course you, know, you are. All it, all it needs is somebody who's a Chelsea fan or a Liverpool fan to come up to you and go, hey, you wanker. What, you know, and that's the beginning absolutely. of it. Absolutely. What he should do now, what Man United should do, what Gareth Southgate should do and England should do is walk away. It's going to cost him half a week's wages to, yeah. pay, to buy himself out of his prison sentence. 95 grand. Yeah. Uh, all this nonsense about will prove his innocence. It's a stupid thing to say. One of the lawyers for the... Uh, prosecution uh, said of his story about Albanians and Tor right. he said it's an absolute load of rubbish a really? pack of lies yeah. this man should hang his head in shame and have the decency to apologise I tend yeah. to sympathise with I that I think that's lawyer. absolutely right that's because, the way I mean, to handle I suppose this. the other problem he could have is if he does appeal um, they might say well in that case you're going to have to come back to court yeah. and you're going to have to come before a judge yeah. at which point they might say well I'll tell you what since you're here we're going to lock you up for a couple of days it's, it's just a way the appeal is just a way of hanging on to the image that this man is a mm. decent titan of football also That's I'm sorry shattered. I mean without wishing to cast aspersions on footballers in general I mean <laughs> most of them are not Nice, quiet boys, yeah. are they? And they're not very interested in ancient Greek culture, uh, I've, not really. I've, I've found. Not really. I mean, the yeah. only thing that I suppose is in his favour is that he was with his girlfriend rather than somebody else's girlfriend yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he decided to take on holiday in secret. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a ridiculous... It's a kind of litany of, 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 yeah. of catalogue of errors, isn't it? Well, yeah, walk away, forget it, say sorry, yeah. forget it. Don't... And that statement where he said, if anything, we are the victims... That is going to haunt him yeah, for yeah. the rest of his life. Harry, you are not a victim no. here. Not in a month of Sundays. But this is so the another... trouble, isn't it? I suppose they get so uh, in sort of enthralled with themselves. They get so many people around them telling them how great they are. Yeah. He's picking up the tab for all these hangers course, on. Yeah, yeah, there was, what, yeah. seven or eight of them hanging yeah, apparently about? Apparently, every bar he went to, he bought a lobster. A lobster? <laughs> just to, just to show off. I mean, I presume also off. if you're spending 65 grand, you must be drinking Dom Perignon or something Well, it's like, like 400 quid bottle of Chivas Regal, 2,000 quid bottles of Chivas Regal. I mean, yeah, what's the point? You know, I mean, it's obscene, isn't it? Actually? Champagne. In this it's day showing and age, off. it's actually it's obscene. silly showing off. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been on plenty of five-hour drinking binges. I've never spent that much money. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, no. You know, 
God no. I mean, I think, you know, I had a big birthday party not long ago oh, and I, I, spent, I spent a fair amount of money for me there uh, on, on drinking for five hours. But I mean, it was nowhere near uh, that kind of level. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's just, it's just football, isn't it? Mm. I mean, that footballers always did, some of them always did behave like this and some of them always will. Yeah. And they always go, well, for Harry Maguire was the last one I'd expect. They say that every I time. Know. I didn't think Terry Sheringham was like that. Yeah, really? You know, I didn't think Wayne Rooney was well, like I mean, that. I've spoken yeah. to a lot of footballers, right, since I've worked at Talk Sport, and some of the stuff, some of the stories they tell. Yeah. I mean, Jason Cundy, for one. Yeah. You get him to talk to you about some of the stuff the that they used to do. Behavior, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, some guy would buy a new car, and one of them would go and take a shit in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, because this is funny, right? And that's the kind of thing that they do. These were like the practical oh, jokers. Yeah. You know, oh, the banter. The, the, the banter. Bants. Just bants. Bants. Yeah, I've so done, funny. I've done, I've, done, oh, I've, done one in his, I've done one in his Ferrari. Yeah, you should, you should hear have, us in the changing room. It's fucking hilarious. You should have seen his face. No, it's not. I mean, it really, yeah. It the thing really is, the thing is about these footballers, they're over... Great advert for Britain They're well. overgrown children. Yeah. And they get infantilised because Man United will do everything for him. Yeah. They'll book his air flights. They'll buy his houses. They'll buy his cars. So you don't have to think about anything except playing football yeah. and picking up uh, 200 grand a week. Yeah. Uh, that's their entire life and that's why they have no and sense... And when you think about that, it's nearly a million quid a month. Though, that's why it? they have no sense of responsibility. No. And, and, but also, and this guy, Harry Maguire, wasn't really anybody before he went to Man United. Leicester, yeah, I yeah. mean, he was a decent yeah. footballer, he's a, he's a decent getting paid player. reasonably well at Leicester, was it? He yeah. was at? But, but think in terms of his general punishment. You know, Half a week's wages to buy himself self out of his prison sentence. Yeah. Gareth uh, Southgate humiliatingly climbed down say, I have to drop him now. For what? Iceland and Denmark. He'll be back <laughs> after that. No punishment. No. So kids, do not look to footballers as your role models. They are irresponsible children. I mean, we always used to have this argument, um, funnily enough, again at Talk Sport, where, again, Jason Cundy would say, we're not role models. We never were. We never should be. Yeah, fair enough. And, fair and enough. That, and I think that's fair enough. Absolutely. The trouble is, though, that people do buy, and you do, you do see kids. I mean, my kids went through the stage, but have kind of passed it now where they wanted to go and see football, they wanted to wear a Chelsea shirt, they wanted to buy, you know, they had a favourite player. They still play FIFA, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. 20. Um, and, and funnily enough, they quite enjoy that. But they don't have that kind of idolising thing that some kids do have, where they want Wayne Rooney's T-shirt, or yeah. a football shirt. Well, they I, want... I, I idolise footballers. I mean, I go to football all the time. and I idolize... There's not really anyone at Fulham to idolise. Yeah, no, no. What, what, hang, hang on, got, hang on. Who have you got on. at Fulham? Hmm? Who have you got at Tom Fulham? Tom Kearney. Mitrovic. Even... Oh, Mitrovic, yeah. yeah no, no, we got, we got to play... Well, I idolise yeah. them for obvious reasons. Yeah. I'm biased. But also, I idolise football, footballers for one thing. Their brilliance at football. Yes. Uh, nothing else. No. I don't expect them to behave well. No, listen, I'm a great believer in, in, in actually the character of many footballers mm. because to get, to get to be at the top of anything is quite hard to do. But to get to the premier level of Premier League football is really tough. And yeah. you've got to be a very strong character to get through all of the bits that you have to get through before you get there. And it's interesting the way that the very greatest footballers actually do often have an aura of decency and responsibility yeah. about them. Zinedine Zidane, when yeah. he was at the top of his game playing for Real Madrid, uh, he, drove a, a, he drove his wife's 10-year-old Fiat yeah. Uno. Mind you, until he headbutted that guy in the World Cup final. Well, he had his moments. Well, uh, I mean, he had his he had his reasons as well because the guy was insulting his mother, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, but, you get, yeah, but they do that. They I do know. that deliberately. You have to get used to that as footballers. Yeah.
I want to talk about uh, Boris Johnson. I yes. did a piece last night on the radio saying, has Bojo got his mojo yeah. back? Because, of course, at long last, he came, put his head he above He finally came out and said something. Said something about yeah. the BBC's ludicrous banning of uh, Land of Hope and Glory. And he called them wet, which I rather yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, called them wet. It was a good statement. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed was right at the beginning, he said, uh, I just want to say something. They tried to banish me from saying this, but I won't be silenced. Really? And then he said this. Right. Who tried to stop him right. saying something? Thing that is massively popular mm. with the people of this country. This might be what's wrong with this government, that someone at Downing mm. Street or some people at Downing Street are too scared of their own shadow and they don't want Boris to pronounce on well, that. Well, there's not many people that I would have thought would have that kind of power over him. I mean, so I wonder if it's Dominic Cummings. Well, Dominic I Cummings, am, I think, has been um, great for, for this government in many ways, but I think also that he has this kind of pathological hatred of the press to such an extent that I think his counsel normally is that you don't interact with them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Just, don't don't, he even, would don't see give this. them anything that they can use. He would see this uh, current storm about those two favourite anthems, uh, patriotic songs, yeah. as tittle-tattle. Right. Now, this government does not engage yeah. with media. Right. No, uh, he, he hates the media. Right. So uh, that would be his attitude. So it possibly is Dominic Cummings. And if it is Dominic Cummings and you're listening, Dominic, you are fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, that was the best moment of Boris well, Johnson's of Boris prime is, ministership one of for Boris a long is, time. Also, one of his strengths is in the, his communication skills, right? Yeah. And when he, when, whenever he did one of those briefings, it was always better to watch than yeah. if Matt Hancock was doing yeah. one, yeah. Who, who doesn't have any communication yes. skills yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. and just has this kind of deadpan face, mm. whether he's delivering the message that you're about to die yeah. or that we're about to give you £100 million. Pounds. His yeah. face is the same, whereas Boris loves the camera. He's the a communicator. Camera, the camera loves him. And also, people expect to hear from him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And also, we've, we've, been, we've been getting all these lefties like Keir Starmer or whatever he is, I don't know what he is, whether he's a lefty or not, going, where's the Prime Minister? Where is he? We need to see the Prime Minister. We need to be, he needs to be heard. When he was on holiday, you know, and the whole A-level fiasco uh -huh. was going yeah. on. Where is he? Why is he not speaking about it? Well, to be honest, I don't care about that. But he was away for quite a long period of time from the public gaze. So for him to come out and say that, I think is a de definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I and there's someone who is telling, or a body of people at Number 10 who are clearly telling him, don't get involved. Yeah. So... Uh, although but why, I, I thought but why exactly, would he listen to them? Well, because uh, he listens to epidemiologists as well. He's a, the problem with Boris clearly is people whisper in his ear, ear and he completely takes notice of it. He doesn't seem to have the self-confidence that we require of a prime minister. And when he said yesterday, they tried to banish me from saying this, but I'm going to anyway, it was the high point of his prime ministership for several months. So he should have said something on the teachers just once. He should have definitely said something when uh, the Black Lives Matter people uh, defaced William, uh, Winston Churchill's statue. He didn't say anything. Right. That was a travesty. Right. So there are moments, uh, well, I hate to say Keir Starmer's got a point, but there are moments when the Prime Minister should address the nation yes. and uh, definitely about uh, Land of Hope and Glory. And well, Warburton. certainly, yeah. Right. I mean, certainly I think he has to be a leader. Mm. And yeah. one of the things that people are criticising for is not showing any great mm. amount of leadership throughout this entire sort of period of, I would say, probably yeah. the last three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when it started to kind of unravel a little bit. Mm -hmm. And people have started going, what's going on? People have started to ad admit to themselves, basically. I mean, everyone I talk to now says, if there was another lockdown, I wouldn't bother. Yeah, You know, people absolutely. are saying to me, if they try and make me go to quarantine, I'm not going to do no. it. 
People are not interested. No, I know this lockdown nonsense or the whole coronavirus crisis. The latest figures: sixteen. I mean, the death. There was toll, two dead in Scotland death, today. The, the two. Death, well, sixteen in the entire country. The, 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 the death toll goes like this: it's like two, three, seven, naught, right, sixteen, <laughs> sixty-seven fucking million people in this country. I know. Why are we? And in most of them such are driving around in London planet? as well because I can't get around it for for for, for, I mean, for love uh, or money. Uh, I had Carol McGiffin on the other night uh, on my show. Uh, she's like us; she can't understand what all this nonsense is about. Oh yeah, there seems to be a bit of an outbreak. As so I heard, uh, P- yeah, Piers on... Morgan said, P- that, "But the pandemic is only just beginning." Right. No, it's not. It's fucking ending. Well, was she not on talking about how he's blocked her? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, written a book yeah, about yeah. free speech. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get him in. Actually, Denise, to, Denise pro- Welsh. She was on as well. Yeah, she's, she's been blocked by right. Piers as well. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, blocking someone on uh, Twitter, I don't think necessarily means you're against free speech. You've got every right to block someone. You have, if you want. And some people can be very irritating. But 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 he's uh, yeah, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, you know, won't hear a word against Piers and I usually agree with him wholeheartedly but I think he's like the government he's like Boris Johnson on uh, well he's never I mean he's, he's coming so back he's coming back to work isn't he on I think the first week first or the second of September yeah, yeah. because the, I think these are the first or the second um, and you know exactly what he's going to be saying yeah. he's going to be absolutely ripping Boris Johnson to shreds and I do wonder whether it's just because Boris wouldn't go on his show Partly, I do wonder that. And also, he's got, like the government, why is the government continuing as if we've got the bubonic plague amongst right. us? Uh, it's because they've got so much invested in everything they've done to try and to protect, uh, prevent this uh, now relatively minor virus. Yeah. Uh, but, and Piers is exactly the same. He's banged on about it on this show. He is now saying this pandemic is only just beginning. Where does he, he know? Where's he getting that from? Well, I mean, even, even the from? most kind of pessimistic medics aren't saying that. Everywhere in the world, it is declining. In this country, in Britain, it is declining to the point of vanishingly yeah. nothing. Right. Well, I saw a statistic the other day which I think said that 91% of um, counties in England now have not had a case for an entire month. I know, I know. Ninety-one percent. And that thing, and that thing we talked about. I think we might have done this on the last Thought Police, but that uh, for the past month, five times more people have been dying of traditional summer flu than yeah. COVID nineteen. Right. COVID nineteen is the ninth. Uh, worst killer right. in this country. But we're also condi- now being told, conditions right? But we're also people. now being told not only that there were 5,000 less COVID deaths mm. than we thought, but the infections were being put down to coronavirus uh-huh. when they weren't real either. Yeah, yeah. That, and this was at the height of the pandemic. Yeah. It, it, so it, I'm not sure I believe any of it. They've been uh, twisting and mangling the statistics mm. to keep us in a state of terror. God knows why. I think it's partly because they're embarrassed that it isn't up to much well, anymore. Well, I keep asking because Peter they're Hitchens. doing so much. Yeah, but why wouldn't they just come out and say, look, we think now it's not as high risk as it was? They could easily get out of it by not... They don't necessarily have to admit that they were wrong yeah. because he says that they won't admit that they're wrong, therefore they have to keep it going. Yeah. But surely somebody should say to Boris Johnson, look, just say, look, we know a lot more about the disease now than we did. Um, back in March, we thought the most sensible thing to do was to lock everything down. Mm. Now we think the most sensible thing to do is to open it all up again. Get back to normal, yeah, and absolutely. That's, and let's do it. Yeah, yeah. But I was reading again today, I think it's JP Morgan, you know, the merchant bank, have basically taken it upon themselves to tell their employees... We totally understand why you want to continue to work from home and we are now going to accept that you can work from home for the rest of time at least half the week. Yeah, well... That's so not, that's the end, isn't it's it? It's not going to work. They've got to get people back to work. It's, I, I think that it is just as crucial to get people back to work as it is to get the kids into school. Absolutely. And by the way, 
can one more fucking U-turn from this bloody government, you know, <laughs> on the face mask for kids in school. I don't really understand that because yeah. it's a bit like, you know, we've got obviously two kids at school at the moment. One's going to an FE college, so it'll be a little bit less regimented. It'll be more uh -huh. kind of relaxed. But the younger one is still in his re regular secondary school. We got an email and they're all so bloody long. I mean, it goes on forever, this email. It's like, get an editor for fuck's sake, mate. I, I haven't got time to read all of this, you know. And it's, oh, dear parents, you know, uh, as you will be aware. It's like, look, never mind all that shit. Just tell us what you're fucking yeah. doing, right? Yeah. So here's what they're saying. Um, you're going to be going into oh, the one year will be able to mingle with each other, but they won't be able to mingle with anybody from any other year. Uh, so they're going to be doing different break times. They're going to be doing different lunch times. And also, uh, please do not car share with anyone from a different household, because obviously that's going to be dangerous. Now, hang on a minute. If I'm if my son is going into a, a year class, that means there's probably about 90 kids right, who don't live with him, but you can't get in a car with one of them. Hey, I mean, what is it? It doesn't know, make any sense. No one's going to die at the school. No. You know, just go back to school. None of this week on, week off, and you can only go on Wednesdays and wear face masks. But also, they won't tell it's, you the truth, right? Because like all nonsense. these, like all these people, right? During the, the, the lockdown, the school was still open for... I used to threaten my kids. I said, oh, you know, I'm a key worker. I can make you go back to school <sighs> if you're not careful. You know? yeah. you know, get off your bloody PlayStation, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, two people got COVID at the school, right? right? Now, it turned out, just because I managed to do a little bit of digging, they wouldn't tell us this because they wouldn't share the identity. It was a bloke who worked at the school whose wife also worked at the school. So it was him and his wife who got it, right? But instead of just saying that, you know, Mr. whatever his name was and Mrs. whatever her name was, instead of saying that, they alarmed all the parents. So the parents were all running around going, oh my God, there's an outbreak at the school. Well, no, there isn't an outbreak at the school. There's an outbreak at this bloke's house. He's got it. His wife has got it. Anybody else who lives with him has probably got it. But basically, the school's fine. It's, it's honestly, Mike, it's, it's got to... The slogan of this country has to be stop the madness. This government has lost its marbles. It's gone crazy. It's certainly lost its bottle. It's gone crazy. Yeah. This is all absolute rubbish. But I don't think they know what to do. I think that's the problem. Well, as we, we've got the solution. Forget it. Right. Go back to normal. <laughs> but, of course, the trouble is they're all now working towards this kind of, you know, certain inquiry. So they're oh, kind the of, public it's inquiry, a sort of yeah. back to the future scenario, right? Yeah. So they're worried about what somebody's going to say about them in the future yeah. because they didn't do something yeah. now. Yeah. So as a result, they're kind of caught like a rabbit in the headlights doing nothing. Yeah. So yeah I just like to be a, a fly on the wall, a picture of the scene, Chris Whitty running into Boris's office again. Oh, no, no, there's been another case in Old, Oldham. Shut the country down. Shut everything down. Close the schools. Close the pubs. Boris turned around and said, you know what? I've had enough of your shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Off you go. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, we're going we're gonna to sack... We, in fact, not only have we done away with yeah, Public yeah, Health England, we're yeah. now going to do away with the Chief Medical Officer. Yeah, yeah, you can take that idiot Patrick Valance with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who are these gloom And that mongers? other woman, what's the woman's name? Mrs Harry's. Yeah. Or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... Also, this whole idea that they're Jenny kind of, Harry, that we're, that we're, that we're sort of hanging on there everywhere. But some people are, though. I mean, the only you were saying, you know, where, where, where is this word coming from that, you know, the pandemic's only just begun? Um, these are the people that are advising the school it's, unions, the teachers' left unions. left-wingers yeah. seem to want us to have a coronavirus yeah. crisis. They seem to want people to still be getting it. Yeah. They seem to want the death count to go up because uh, somehow or other... They enjoy that situation. They think, I presume they think it causes problems for the government. But they've got themselves in a mindset where they want this crisis to continue. They want to be quivering in their homes and they are uh, pernicious right. and mad. Right. Meanwhile, I'm hearing, by the way, which I didn't know until 
today that there's some kind of million man march being planned this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, but never it's not, quite a million march. You can't call it that. March. You've got to call it a million person march yeah, now. Well, uh, but they're yeah, never going to get a million people. Million person or a million Christ. men. Well, no. You think about the million men marches right. that have been organised over the years. I can remember the. I remember the one they had in Washington yeah. D.C. There's never a million. No, never well, ever. There a might million. have been quite a lot in that one. I seem to remember. It wasn't that was, a million. That was pretty big. It wasn't a million. But I mean, they always count it, don't they? I mean, they count the ridiculous. Remember all the Remainer marches where they would say, "Oh yeah." There's definitely like 500,000 people there. You go, actually, I don't think there were. Yeah, I think the last million man march in London was about 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, but these are all the same people who are telling us you can't open the schools. Yeah, so, what are, you yeah. know, what are they doing? Yeah, that's right. They're and also, what are they demonstrating about? Well, it's Black Lives Matter. Uh, it's, it's the uh, unholy alliance, isn't it? Black Lives Matter and Extinction Rebellion. Right. Well, I'm definitely I'd going rather, on that. I'd rather forgotten yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Sadly, I'll be out of town. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, they've got a climate change uh, crisis to avert, haven't they? No one cares anymore. We've got more important things to worry about. I mean, it's about, really interesting, but... actually, how that has all gone by the wayside, Well, isn't it? Extinction Rebellion, uh, with the instinct of a survivor, uh, they've latched on to Black Lives right. Matter because they realised that Greta Thunberg going, global warming, we were going, oh, piss off. Do we shut more. up. We're not interested in but that But also, the great thing about Extinction Rebellion is it's got loads of money. Because people, idiots like Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd, keep giving them a million quid here well, and there. You they, know? The good thing is they did waste a lot, of that, or they've spent a lot of it during the lockdown when they've had to be quiet. Right. So all the people they were paying their accommodation and all that, all their money's run out. Oh, good. But they're going to be uh, fundraising How again. How sad. They'll be bridge blocking, and they'll continue to be all middle class mm. and white. Well, they don't need to worry about bridge blocking anymore because yeah. Sadiq Khan's already done all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he managed last weekend to get Tower Bridge stuck. Um, yeah. Halfway up, right? So that the no cars can go. Oh, there was, was that four bridges then were yeah, closed. Which so. wouldn't have been a problem apart from the fact that all the other bridges were also shut. So you can't get across, um, basically, you can't get across um, London Bridge, that's shut. So you go one more down to Southwark Bridge, and I think that was temporarily closed. Mm -hmm. Then you go one more down to Blackfriars. I don't know if you've ever tried driving across Blackfriars Bridge. Oh, yeah. But it's literally, especially if you do it oh, at yeah, night. Yeah, 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 if you yeah. try and do it at night, right, it's one of the most dangerous yeah, yeah, things yeah. you've ever seen. <laughs> Zigzagging. There's red lights, green oh, no, lights, it, yeah. green bicycles being lit up. There's one over it's there. It's like an assault course. You have no fucking Obstacle idea where course, you're supposed yeah. to go. Obstacle right? course. And I it? never know which traffic light actually, totally actually applies, you know. So, so complete and utter stand. I mean, London's already at a standstill, mm -hmm. so there's no point in them trying to bring it to a standstill. I mean, you can't do anything, yeah, go anywhere. Unbelievable. Listen, I think we, uh, we've probably got to make some reference to uh, the woke crisis. Uh, yes. Do you know uh, what I found out the other day, um, which has really amused me? That the, you know this bloke at the British Museum yeah, who yeah, wants to do away yeah. with the bloke who, uh, who who started the British Museum, yeah, get yeah. rid of his statue. It doesn't have Britain's interest right. at heart, right? This guy's from Dresden. Yeah. Dresden in yeah. Germany. Yeah, they're pulling down a statue. How did of he bloke. get put in charge What's of the British on? Museum? What's going on? They're pulling down a statue of a bloke called Hans. Right. He's from Dresden. Right. This I mean, bloke's called something like Gerhardt or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did, how did this all happen? It's madness, right? isn't it? But I, the, the big woke issue is obviously around Royal Britannia yeah. and uh, Land of Hope and Glory. And the BBC, they think they're right. They're not. They're wrong. Uh, and they think, as they always do when they get themselves in the shit, because it's themselves who did yeah. this, uh, they think the storm will blow over and they'll be all right. I don't think no. it will. I think this is a very significant moment in the decline of the yeah. BBC. Well, I think the problem for them now is that because everybody's looking at them and everybody's already talking about defunding them, suddenly this happens and you go, how many more 
idiotic examples of your wokeness do you want to show us before we just completely pull the rug? Yeah, yeah. You know? There's a, there's a bloke called, uh, what's his name, Wenger. He's the head, oh, of, yes. head of drama yeah. at uh, the Is BBC. he Arsene Wenger's little known brother? Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's, I didn't uh, see it. It's Ar Arsene I didn't Wenger's see it. less intelligent brother. <laughs> I didn't see uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that, Phil. <laughs> Uh, no, he he uh, he's up at the Edinburgh TV Festival making speeches about. Why are they still having that, by the way? Oh God knows. Uh, I see Lord Hall of Birkenhead, who's the outgoing BBC Director General, has actually said up there that they need more money, not less money. Yeah, well, piss off. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, this guy's uh, Wenger. He says that the real crisis in British television is racism. No, it's not. <laughs> it's that people like you yeah. uh, don't think it's your job to think about putting on entertaining drama. You think it's your job to tackle racism and uh, homophobia mm. and things like that. That's not your fucking job. Your job no. is to entertain us. Right. Make some dramas we want to watch. And don't say, oh, how many black people are in it? Right. You know, this is And let's movie. raise some really serious issues. It's BBC. not only soap operas. I mean, when you were a TV critic, mm. right, the number of soap operas that would have these kind of storylines inserted... Mm. Oh, look, there's a trans person in Coronation yeah, yeah, Street. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, look, there's a, a, a lesbian person in, what was it, yeah. Emmerdale. Yeah. You well, know. And by the way, talking about that, uh, uh, Channel 4 is going to have Black Day. So they're going to have Black, big, uh, they're going to bring back the big breakfast. Oh, yeah. Totally stuff like that. Okay. Everybody what are they on, do with John everybody Snow? Everybody on screen. For what are they doing with Jon Snow? Well, he won't be on it. Everybody on screen will be black. <laughs> so they've got Countdown with Richard Blackley instead of Richard Whiteley. Uh, you know, seriously. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Now, I'll tell you what that is. Racist. That's racist. That's racist. It totally is. It's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? And also, I don't know any sensible people of colour, as they like to call uh, some of them, um, who actually endorse any of this rubbish. I because know. Because nobody wants to be given a job just because of the colour of their skin. No. I mean, nobody does. But this guy Wenger said that the crisis in television is racism, and unless they sort it out, and they've got to sort it out urgently, that will be the death of television. No, Wenger. It'll be no. people like you and your wrong obsessions with wokeism and racism. This is why nobody's You're going to be the death of television. That's why nobody's watching it. I know. Because, I mean, let's face it, the problem with the BBC is that, one, it's too big of an organisation. Two, nobody seems to be in actual charge of anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they just pretty much do what they want. Yep. Individual shows seem to do what they want. I mean, individual presenters seem to say what they want. There doesn't seem to be any editing going on. There doesn't seem to be any kind of quality control. Well, I, I just think they've just literally uh, I think, self, I, I think self They have self-destructed, and I think now they're even less sure about yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, than they ever were. 2027, their charter's up for renewal. If they think they're going to get a penny of the licence fee, then I, I think, think they're, going to I get think they're in for a nasty shot. And I think the more people that uh, actually defund them by not having a licence is growing yeah, massively. Yeah, man. It's growing massively. So many people are just not paying for it now. Kids don't even understand it. No. As they, if, if you put kids... My kids don't watch any TV. If you put kids in front of the TV, uh, front of BBC, they go, what's this shit right. with one show, right. country file? Also, why do I have to watch it when they want me to watch scheduled it? Scheduled television, terrestrial television is dying uh, and the BBC is lost in its own woke world, uh, killing itself. Good riddance, I think we would say. Good riddance. Good riddance to us as well, because we've got to rush off. We've got lots to do today, so we uh, we'll see you next week. One of them said this morning, uh, they, they, they were accused as they kicked the hell out of these Greek coppers of shouting, fuck Greece. <laughs> so one of, Har one of Harry's lawyers said, 
They would never say fuck Greece. They love ancient Greek culture. <laughs> My fucking ass, they do. They've just been do. up to the Acropolis. Yeah, that's why they spent yeah. 65 grand getting well, pissed. to be honest, lobsters. that was the name of one of the bars, probably, that yeah. they were in. I'd just like to be a, a fly on the wall, a picture of the scene. Chris Whitty running into Boris's office again. Oh, no, no, there's been another case in Old, Oldham. Shut the country down. Shut everything down. Close the schools. Close the pubs. Boris turned around and said, you know what, I've had enough of your shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, in fact, we're going we're gonna to sack... We, in fact, not only have we done away with yeah, Public yeah. Health England, we're yeah. now going to do away with the Chief Medical Officer. Yeah, yeah, you can take that idiot Patrick Valance with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who are these gloom And that mongers? other woman. What's the woman's name? Mrs Harry's. Yeah. Or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Channel 4 is going to have Black Day. So they're going to have Black... Big, uh, they're going to bring back the big breakfast. Oh, yeah. Totally stuff like that. Okay. Everybody what are they going to do with Jon Snow? Everybody on screen. What are they doing with Jon Snow? Well, he won't be on it. Everybody on screen <laughs> will be black. So they've they got Countdown Trump. with Richard Blackley instead of Richard Whiteley. Uh, you know, seriously. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Now, I'll tell you what that is. Racist. That's racist. That's racist. It totally is. It's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? And also, I don't know any sensible people of colour, as they like to call uh, some of them, um, who actually endorse any of this rubbish. I know. Because nobody wants to be given a job just because of the colour of their skin. No. I mean, nobody does. Zinedine Zidane, when yeah. he was at the top of his game playing for Real Madrid, uh, he drove, a, a, he drove his wife's 10-year-old Fiat yeah. Uno. Mind you, until he headbutted that guy in the World Cup final. Well, he had his moments. Well, uh, I mean, he had his, he had his reasons as well, because the guy was insulting his mother. 